Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pagana Weekly Podcast, hosted by yours truly. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Uh, we are trucking along, trying to make these podcasts for you as I have discussions with people across the technosphere. Uh, and I'm just trying to create all of these things so that you have someone to listen to if you especially are just locked down in whatever place you are in the world and just need something in the background to listen to. Now, Nick Gray, the editor-in-chief of Fandroid, returns now, and I wanted to get the perspective of somebody uh, whose whole family is now under one roof because everybody has to work from home and also kids are out of school. And it looks like it's really going to be that way for a while now. I know that myself here in Southern California, we are at a safer at home ordinance, uh, which basically means that we're not allowed to leave our houses until uh, there are some essentials that need to be bought or acquired, uh, like at groceries or at hospitals or anything like that. Uh, So non-essential travel, definitely off the table. The same actually now goes for Nick, who is out in Ohio. And a few days after we recorded this episode, uh, at the time that I'm recording this intro, uh, his state went ahead and did a stay at home order as well. So we share some of our thoughts and tips on how to work from home for any of you that might be kind of new to this lifestyle. After all, with the jobs that we have, we are basically either in our home or at our home office, or at least in my case, I do have a separate office that I rent out that I go to and it's just me in there working. We talk about all of that for the first half of this episode, but then after that, we talk about the LG V60 ThinQ with the dual screen case. Now, this is a phone, basically, with not one, but two screens, because you can bundle the case with it, and it comes with an entirely different screen that you can use for multitasking and for also media consumption, for a lot of things that you might imagine that you would do all at the same time. I know for me, that's usually YouTube and something else. I hope everybody is staying safe at this time, Uh, and uh, as long as all of this is happening right now, we will keep saying that social distancing is very important for everybody to do. Let's all work together to flatten that curve and make sure that our healthcare providers in particular are going to have the support that they need and are not overwhelmed uh, with all of the different cases during this pandemic. And finally, I do want to invite everyone to go into the show notes, no matter what app you're using, so you can check the links for my guest, myself, and of course, for PocketNow in general. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We spent the last, I want to say, almost half hour before we even hit record, just talking about how crazy things are right now. Um, well, we we tend to have conversations about how nuts it is as, as a tech personality slash YouTuber, but now it seems even more pertinent because the world is falling down around us and we're still trying to do our stuff. Like <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very interesting time right now. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, as we were talking before, it's trying to find the balance of we still need to do work. We have the privilege of being able to work from home, but yep. trying to put the right spin on things when it seems the world is falling apart. When, you know, does another smartphone review really matter? Yeah. And, you know, uh, not even to put out there the fact that one particular review I've been putting off because the software update still hasn't come in yet. <laughs> talking of course about the s20 ultra but <laughs> you know people can buy that phone just go ahead and publish that thing yeah i know um i'm not i'm not i'm not uh delaying my review because of the software update it just so happens that as my review is being pushed back because you know the world is nuts uh software update still hasn't come in so <laughs> come on it's samsung it'll probably get here with android 11 which will probably be next january I've I've never felt anxiety over like when you go to the software update page, I've never really felt anxiety over what I see there, but it still says security patch March one. And for some reason that bothers me like a lot <laughs> right now. 
Like, we're almost done with the margin, guys. What's going on? Um, but anyway, before we get too far on that tangent, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because I, I was looking for someone to have a sort of familial perspective. Like, granted, there are a lot of people out there who are now working from home at best. Uh, at worst, you know, I hope no one has actually gotten sick or has been affected in that way by um, COVID-19. But if so, um, our, our hearts go out to everybody right now who might be listening. Hopefully this episode will give people a little bit of respite. You can chill out with us for the next half hour or so and like have this uh, conversation with us. In your case, though, you know, you're you're a work from homey. Always have been. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back. I started, I quit my corporate job in October of 2015 uh, when we decided to move to Italy. And at that point, that's when I decided to do tech journalism full-time, YouTubing. Um, and yeah, so it's been almost uh, four and a half years since I've been working from home. So essentially um, waking up in the morning having some breakfast and walking 30 feet to my desk, sitting down and getting work done for the rest of the day. Mine's two uh, so, feet unless I drive all the way to the office, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When we were in Italy, my, my office was in our bedroom, which my wife really hated. Uh, <laughs> but now, now that we're uh, in Cleveland, my, my office is upstairs in the attic. So I do have to go up some stairs in the morning. Well, first go downstairs for breakfast and then go all the way upstairs for getting to the office. So uh, this morning, uh, I, after breakfast with the girls, uh, I kissed them and said, bye girls, I'm going to work. Came all the way upstairs and closed the door and didn't go back downstairs until 1230 for lunch. Oh, okay. So you actually have like that routine sort of down pat, like, because yeah. I find, I find myself getting the distractions from time to time. Like I live at home, um, you know, since I have an office that I can go to to retreat to and have my own space, there's really no reason for me to be out of my family home, at least yet. So, of course, my parents are here and I'm taking care of them throughout this entire thing. Everyone's healthy, by the way, just so everybody knows. Um, but yeah, like at any given time, I'll get a knock on the door and they're just like, hey, can you help me with this real quick? And then the whole flow is broken. <laughs> like everything's done after that. <laughs> Well, I get that from time to time. Uh, so my my daughters are out of school. Uh, they've been out of school since Tuesday. And so we're treating this sort of like summer vacation where they're home all the time. Uh, they do have schoolwork that they're taking care of. Uh, so mm -hmm. they're typically getting that done in the morning time. Uh, and they have to email their teachers every day with, you know, their progress reports and everything like that. But in the afternoon, my youngest daughter will typically wander up to my my office and just, you know, wander up the stairs and then, you know, come put her hand over my shoulder and look over to see what I'm doing and pick up a phone, <laughs> one of the, you know, 22 phones that I have in my, my office here and be like, oh, I've never seen this one before. Um, so it's nice to have her around, but typically that happens on a regular school day anyways, because they get home from school at three o'clock and I'm still up here working. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's, it's, it's not that much different for me than it, it is on a regular basis. But, you know, honestly, I, I can imagine some people are learning how to cope uh, with this new normal a little bit differently than what they yeah. might have expected. Yeah, um, so. you you mentioned that they're out of school now. Uh, obviously, a lot of schools are closed down and whatnot. They moved to like online courses or online classes now. Is that what's going on with your girls? Uh, not with our girls. We our girls go to a Montessori school, so the oh. learning environment is different. So they, you know, one large class classroom with a lot of students at different class levels. 
Um, and so it's it's less teacher, you know, lecture time than typically is. So my my oldest daughter, she has more more specific things she needs to get done with some English requirements and math requirements for state accreditation and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Uh, but my but my youngest one, it's like you know, practice some writing. Here's some math things to do here and there. Um, but we're also supplementing uh, a lot of those things. My my two daughters, they they've both done. Um, when I lived on the road in an RV for a year, uh, they did a lot of Khan Academy, uh, which is an online uh, learning course, uh, which which has quite a few different uh, courses. You do math, English, science, uh, pretty much everything across the board. So they're they're doing some of that as well, just because you know they have all day and they've been used to being in school with their friends all day and my wife will probably go crazy downstairs if they're not entertained in uh, an orderly fashion for for hours on end so yeah so how how are you filling the the hours in between then like what kind of distractions do you have because like i said like you and i we know how to just sort of keep working as long as we're motivated and that's a whole nother topic but the like I guess in my case, like I'm, I'm, I'm gaming more. Like I can't go to the gym. I can't go to my martial arts academy. So I'm just gaming more in my case. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've always been a mobile gamer. Uh, so I don't think my, my hours for mobile gaming have increased the last two weeks before essentially we were on lockdown. I was playing a lot of Call of Duty mobile. Um, I, I, I put it off for the longest time and I was like, you know, <laughs> I, I love Call of Duty, but the last time I played was on my PlayStation 3 years ago. I haven't owned a PlayStation in two and a half years. And I, I had really high expectations when I installed the game. And the game met all of my expectations. Like, I jumped back in. And I was like, this is this is amazing. So I spent, I don't know, maybe, maybe two weeks of playing that game like three hours a day. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and then, then I got the... Halfway through that, I got the Galaxy S... 20 plus and the battery life on that phone is phenomenal like i i think one day i put in five hours of call of duty mobile and the battery was still at 40 percent nice and i'm like you know that's that's gonna be great and then i just yesterday the lg v60 showed up and this thing has a uh what is it 5000 milliamp hour battery yeah, and I'm is. like, so I'll be able to play Call of Duty Mobile for 10 hours straight without having the charge. <laughs> well, we're going to get into a lot more about the V60 in a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah this, this first part of the show, I just wanted to be sure to talk a little bit about like, obviously, literally everybody has to talk about this, this whole quarantine slash work from home slash whatever you want to call it. It's different in so many places around the world. And um, we were kind of expounding upon tips and things that we can tell people about. Uh, how to cope with the whole work from home situation. I know it's different for everybody. I put out a tweet uh, a little while back because um, there are like couples right now who are like forced to work together and are in the same place when normally mm -hmm. they wouldn't be. And they're usually not spending much time together at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a few, like just to put a little bit of levity to it, there is there are some people talking about on like my Instagram feeds and, and Twitter feeds and whatnot. Um, and I put out a tweet where it was basically just a clip of someone saying, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> I was like, is you this what it's take... like? Well, I, I think the key point there is you have to take charge of the situation. If someone else is in charge of the situation, you're at their mercy. 
So if yeah. you're dictating, <laughs> if you're dictating the rules, then you are in charge. And I, I think that's what a lot of people realize, like after a couple of days at home, and they're typically not at home for, you know, extended periods of time besides, you know, a couple of days of vacation. But in, even in those cases, they have something planned for vacation. People typically just don't sit at home doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but making a plan actually works. So, you know, as I mentioned, I, I have my routine throughout the day. I've been doing this for so long that, you know, it's it's second nature. It's like for anybody else who gets dressed in the morning, takes a shower and goes to work. You know, they have their morning commute. They get to work after a couple hours. They go for a coffee break. They have their lunch break and they have exact they know exactly what the day is going to look like. Oh, yeah. But when you throw people into situations like this where they've, you know, maybe worked from home you know, one day a week and, you know, they, they watch TV while they're working at home, you know, trying to, you know, slack off a little bit. That does not work. I mean, you can probably t attest to this. Like if you're trying to slack off while working from home for a long extended period of time, it just doesn't help your productivity at all. And makes you oh, actually, yeah, honestly, like makes me feel worse because then I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what did I do today? Mm -hmm. I didn't get done what I wanted to do. And that's when you start, you know, feeling really bad about yourself and the situation that you're in. Yeah. You got to put yourself in the, not only the headspace, but even the physical space of how you would actually achieve those tasks. So like waking up in the morning and actually, you know, Maybe maybe take a shower. Don't wait three days to take a shower. <laughs> like I wait to three days. Don't don't talk to me. I wait to three days. <laughs> like wake up in the morning, take that shower. Like still have the same routine. And you know what? Even even um, you know I'm not really exhibiting this right now because I'm wearing sweatpants. But the like actually dressing up for the thing you would normally do would actually help. Putting yourself in a situation or in a space where you are in a work mode. Put on those noise canceling headphones. Mm -hmm. Sit down and because this is the thing. Um, I, this is a very minor thing that, that, that has been affecting me is that when I feel demotivated, one of the first things I tend to do is go to a cafe. I go to a cafe, order a cup of coffee, sit down, work, try not to look at any social media or any media at all while I'm working, while I'm sipping that coffee, typing up a script or editing a video. Can't do that right now. So you kind of have to recreate that particular situation where you are right now, even if it's on the front porch of your house or just at the dining mm -hmm. table or something like that. You got to set up that environment for yourself all the way down to even the coffee you drink, you know, make some coffee, um, you know, dress up the way you would if you were going out to that cafe because, you know, God forbid you're going out in sweatpants and pajamas already anyway. <laughs> like, you know, kids these days are going to school in their pajamas. I wouldn't doubt that there's quite a few people that are going to coffee shops in their pajamas I've, as well i've seen it yeah i went to a boba spot and i'm not gonna lie there were a couple of people who came in like it, it, the only thing the only the only saving grace i thought of in that case was they must be college kids because i remember when i was in college i kind of did that too but no you know. they were probably in their 40s man they were in their <laughs> 40s no oh, so i i have to admit so the the recommendation to get dressed is very helpful but because i've been doing this for so long I, I rarely get dressed throughout mm. the day. My my daughters will come home before this. My daughters would come home from school at three o'clock in the afternoon and they're like, You're still in your pajamas? And I'm like, Yeah, I haven't I haven't left the house today. Why do I need to put on clothes? You're like, You're not. But that's just me. <laughs> but so for me, 
getting dressed is an impediment to starting work in the morning. So like I just go from breakfast downstairs to going straight to the office upstairs without any steps in between. Sometimes after lunch, I'll brush my teeth. <laughs> and See, I so guess I, I, I know I'm I'm not helping my personal image here at all. But this is how I get <laughs> stuff done. And, oh no, I know, totally I, agree. The I, second I, the second I leave the house, yes, I'll get dressed. I'll brush yes. my teeth. I'll make sure I take a shower. But if it's just me upstairs and my wife is two floors below me, sitting on the couch doing her thing, um, you know this this is my routine. But uh, you do need to have. A routine, and I, I think that's the key point. Is yeah, for sure. Don't just think I can sit on the couch with my laptop and the TV on and get stuff done because that does not work. Yeah, I agree. And it's like I, <laughs> yeah, that would be probably the biggest tip that we could give. I guess in my case, it's like I'm one of those people, and this is just this is just how I was in college, and even when I was at Android Authority, like I. I'm not going to say that I worked at my best under pressure, but I did get the most done under pressure. Now, those are two yep. different things. Like, um, I I do you think you feel that... more productive under pressure. Like when I mean, when, when your boss it... is like roaming the floor, and you you know you're in a little set of cubicles, and you know your boss is going to be peeking over, mm -hmm. you're making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. The second the, thing the boss is that... goes away. Yeah. You start working less and then you remove yourself from the office. You work even less than that. Indeed. And I would say, though, that in that case, it's more like it's also that it, that amount of pressure and the productivity that was achieved under that pressure. Um, I'm not going to say that it was good or bad, but I will say it probably wasn't the best for mental health because you're, you're stressed Correct. like crazy. Um, I will say, though, take that as a bit of a lesson. There are times when a scarcity of something actually breeds productivity and creativity. A scarcity of resources can make you more creative about how to achieve what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I guess the takeaway here is like sometimes, you know, maybe you might want to create a scarcity of comfort. <laughs> I would say that. That way it forces you out of that sort of comfort little bubble and to actually get to work. Yeah. One, of my, one other recommendation that I have is um, making sure that you actually do get outside sometime throughout the day. Go for a walk around the block or mm. if you have a backyard, go sit out in the backyard. If you have a pet, you know, play with your pet outside oh God, for a little bit. I really bit. wish I had a dog right now. I swear to God. <laughs> you, you can just run around the backyard by yourself. Pretend you have a dog. <laughs> just pretend I have a dog. <laughs> Isa will send you some virtually. She has enough for everyone. <laughs> uh, that's true. I really like, and granted, okay, so don't come at me, Peter. I'm just saying it would be really awesome if I could like, if she could like ship me one of her eight dogs so, so that I could just like have one for right now. Uh, but yeah, so it's true. Like I, I put my kettlebell and my punching bag up in the back, stuff mm -hmm. I haven't used in forever because I go to a gym and finally like, I, I know that I need to be active for a certain amount of the day just to like just to move a little you're sitting it doesn't i don't yeah. care how comfortable or how ergonomic your chair is sitting in that thing for 12 hours a day is not going to be good for you it's not good for you no yeah i mean just getting your blood rushing a little bit and you know have your endorphins spike for you know 10 to 15 minutes as your body is moving around is any doctor will tell you it actually does your body good 
You know, it's not just, oh, I feel better. Like it's actually making your body healthier when you do that. So, yeah. um, especially if, if you're used to being at a job where you're interacting with people, you know, walking to meetings or, you know, parking your car and walking 10 minutes to your office, you know, there's, there's things that we we're, we are actually a lot more active than we think. And the second we stop being active, we start thinking, you know, why do I feel so sluggish? I'm like, well, you typically walked, you know, you didn't do 10,000 steps a day, but you were doing seven and now you did 300. (laughs) There's a big difference. (laughs) It's shocking, right? It's a shock to the system. Um, Yeah. All right. So we, we talked at length about just sort of some tips, some how to, how to be a good work from homie. I, I really want to coin that term, work from, be a good work from homie. Work from homie. Yeah. Um, but there's another there's another aspect of this whole thing before we get into our first break that I did want to touch upon. Um, okay. Stemming from a personal story, I finally got to the point once quarantine started to happen, once numbers started to go up as far as like uh, COVID-19, let's say like effects and casualties, unfortunately, I had to, for the first time ever, just uninstall social media from all of my phones. I just had to. I couldn't take it anymore. I found myself scrolling through Twitter in particular so much throughout each day trying to figure out what the, what, what the next piece of news is, what's going to happen in my county, what's going to happen in my city, all that stuff. And it honestly just led me to just negative spirals for the longest time. And that's one of the reasons why I hadn't put out a video for the last nine days. I was honestly just kind of like demotivated and at worst depressed from the last week. So I, I put out this it tweet saying- be. I mean. Yeah, I, I put out this tweet basically saying, like, here's the thought, social media distancing. And I think that could be, like, sort of, you know, the jumping off point for our next, like, five minutes or so of this discussion. Yeah. Well, I mean, so personally, I'm I'm on social media, but I'm not a huge uh, – I don't, I don't want to say – I. I'm not a huge contributor to social media. Like, mm-hmm. I'll post on Instagram once a week. I, I reply to people's tweets a lot. I rarely tweet, you know, something of my own. And I'm rarely, if ever, on Facebook. Maybe I'm on Facebook once a week just to catch up, uh, just to go through, you know, the notifications on Facebook to see what I missed. That was important. But um, I, I think to your point, like, there's so much out there right now, especially because more people have a lot of time on their hands and so social media is just blowing up but honestly there's nothing really that good that's out there and if anything there's a lot of misinformation that's spreading more rapidly than it should yeah Uh, so one recommendation if you're looking for news find a news outlet that you trust and read that news outlet don't Mm -hmm. go clicking on links on facebook or twitter because more likely than not People are sharing misinformation. Uh, And just to cut out that middleman, find a news source that you like, especially a local one, because that's very important because you do need to know what's going around in your area. You do need to know, you know, if they're going to be implementing a curfew or if only, you know, elderly people can shop at the grocery stores at certain times of the day, things like that. Your local news is the best source for that. And then find, you know, a news outlet. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, if you like Fox News, if you like CNN, if you like, you know, the BBC, whatever it is, find something that you trust and find information and get it directly from the source rather than some third party website that you've never heard before, but all your friends are sharing it on Facebook. Yeah. 
Indeed. And if, and you know what you're saying, support local. I mean, for a lot of people out there who might be in areas that have restaurants, not really locked down, but they don't do dining anymore, like try to mm-hmm. uh, try to uphold them, you know, do delivery, do takeout. But even then, like when it comes to local publications, like I'm I, I'm actually an advocate for it. I once upon a time, my dream was to work at the L.A. Times and I really wanted to be a part of that publication back when, you know, newspapers were a little bit more in their heyday. Um it was when I was in high school. I still support them, and they have a paywall. Yes, not ideal, but you're supporting local. In my case, so I would recommend that as well. So if there's a paywall, maybe consider it. Because the the, the point that I wanted to put out there is like I, I fall I fall into this trap all the time as well. The moment something happens, you want to hear what people think about it. You want to hear how people are reacting, what their opinions are. But that is entertainment. That is not the fact itself. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's a. a you know, it's we're doing social distancing, right? So we're not hanging out with our friends and having a conversation. And that's that's a part of culture, right? Like being able to be in a room with somebody and share ideas and opinions and disagreements as well. But we, we're not getting that. So find a way to get that. You know, I don't know if it's, you know, Josh and I are on a, a video call right now. I mean, we don't see each other that often, but, you know, f- seeing somebody face-to-face and having a conversation, even though, you know, you might have never video called that specific person before, hey, maybe you need to set up 20 minutes with your best friend that you might never call uh, on the phone because you see them five times a week. Uh, but call them on the phone and just put it on and just chat for a little bit and be like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this? Or, you know, just share stories and create that human interaction that's a lot more meaningful than replying to a tweet or you know putting a comment out there on on facebook or something like that to something that you agree with or that you don't agree with because and even then potentially to someone that you don't even know especially if it's like twitter you know because that was what that was really what it all was like you're 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 not when you're scrolling through twitter and you're just like kind of seeing the masses react to stuff that's going on you're not really paying attention to who the person is that said it you're just looking at the content of the tweet Mm -hmm. and all that does is it fuels what you have already brought into your interaction with twitter (laughs) yeah that's really all it is that's the reason why algorithms exist it's just to feed more of what you want and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I had to turn it off. Like I only allow myself now to look at Twitter when I'm looking at my laptop and to, and especially, especially only look at Twitter for a little bit of time. If I have something to post, that's it. I'm not just going to have the tab open to just read everything for three hours. And mm-hmm. for a little bit of time, I was just lying in bed, reading depressing crap on Twitter until 3 a.m. And now my sleep schedule is all messed up, which is funny because that actually affected our show because we were supposed to record yesterday. <laughs> we were supposed to record this one day earlier. I messaged Joss at, at an hour after we were supposed to record. I'm like, you still asleep? And he replies an hour later. Yes. <laughs> I just woke up. It's the it's the worst thing I've been doing since work since the quarantines have happened. Is I, I sleep in. It's terrible. Um, so recommendation, create a regular sleep schedule even though you don't have to get up and go to work in the morning get up at the same time that you typically would and go to bed at the same time that you typically would because if you start you know i don't need to go anywhere tomorrow i can sleep in an extra 30 minutes it just starts messing with your schedule completely like it 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 snowballs into something bigger than it actually needs to be 
And it compounds because if you're the kind of person that goes to the gym a lot, that particular portion of the day is your body knowing that it's got a heightened sense of awareness, a heightened sense of physicality, and then that's gone. So now it's like, what is sleep? <laughs> like, what is sleep? You know, <laughs> what is sleep? It sounds like you've been been watching Forky ask a question. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, do you know what I that do, is? I do know what that is. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but what I know is what it sleep? is. <laughs> what is sleep? You should. They're all really funny. For I'm those trash. who don't know, for, 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 Forky asks a question is a short from Pixar on Disney Plus, which is hilarious. It's the the newest character from the Toy Story series. Toy Story Four, and he's yeah. dumb, and so he asks the question because he doesn't know the answers to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My girls go around the house, just like anything. What is laptop? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like they just I loved, with that voice inflection. I loved Toy Story 4. And speaking of which, like all the streaming services right now are just getting pounded right now. Everyone's just watching everything right now. It's crazy. I'm about yep. to play. I, thank God. Um, thank God I enjoy video games because that's what I've been just kind of doing. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, but in any thank case, God. It's the... <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> I'm going to let off some Steam later in, uh, in Steam. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that was just like, you know, extended conversation about what we are doing in this entire situation. And of course, it, Lord knows it's just the craziest thing that we've ever had to deal with. And I wanted to have the social media conversation because the last time a pandemic or some worldwide event like this happened, it was before the age of this type of social media, where, you know, I think back with H1N1 in 2009, Twitter was around, but it wasn't to the point where when that happened, literally everyone got online and said some stuff about it. You know, now Mm -hmm. it's like everyone's got an opinion. Like you could even see people on TikTok talking about the quarantines and stuff like that. It's just crazy. We're we're inundated with it. So I wanted to kind of give that perspective. I can actually give a bit of a teaser for next week's show because Jaime wants to get on the show next week and talk at length about all of this as well. So look forward to that, listeners. I just want to be sure to have Nick on because he has that that particular perspective of having his family all under the same roof. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and to to take things one step further, I mean, for those who don't know, I, I mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Last year, I lived in an RV mm. for a full I, for fourteen months. We lived in a in a thirty foot travel trailer with my family. We had less than three hundred square feet, and so I mean, we made that work on a regular basis. It was by choice. We were traveling the country. We were seeing some amazing things, but honestly, most of the days. We were inside the travel trailer, you know, four people inside 300 square feet. Uh, yes, we could, you know, go outside and be in the campgrounds that we were visiting. Uh, but, uh, you know, essentially it was the size of a bunker. You know, some of those preppers that have, you know, their, their bunkers already set. And like yeah. we, we had a bunker bunker on wheels. Um, and, you know, we made it work. You make the most of your space. You make the most of the people that you're around. You set boundaries. You set schedules. And you can make it work. It doesn't matter how big or how small your house is. As long as you set some expectations for everyone who's inside the house. Um, and honestly, I, the, I'm i not saying the more people, the better. But I feel really bad for people who live by themselves right now. Like, yeah. if, if, like, you know, you have your parents at, at your house, so you have people to interact with. But, you know, imagine if you had an apartment by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be bored out of your mind and I, if anyone's listening that's you know in an apartment by themselves or a house and living on their own 
please find a way to get some sort form of you know video calls with your friends uh, yeah. on a regular basis just so that you can have some human interaction because honestly that is the key thing to keeping your sanity indeed and that's one of the reasons why I look to this podcast like I I will always love doing this podcast because this is our chance to have that every week with or without what's going on right now so it's important yeah. for us. All right, cool. So we're going to get into a quick break. There is some tech talk for this episode. So those of you who are listening, if you're looking for it, we're about to have it. So we're going to take a really quick break. The tech world continues to move forward, uh, and yesterday we got our next taste of it with LG. Uh, so you have your dual screen, and I have mine in my hand right now. This chonker of a device. Oh, yours is not in the case. <laughs> no, I took it out. It's it's way too big in the case. Did they give you the blue one or the white one? I got the white one. I really wanted the blue one, too. <laughs> the blue one was gorgeous i mean this yeah. one's not bad either but the blue one was gorgeous i really loved that color okay so um first reaction now that i'm seeing you put it into the case the magnetic charger thing like i i know that it's not necessarily new but i find it so funny that that's the way that it works yeah um i've already i haven't lost it what i'm gonna say is i've already left it somewhere <laughs> it's in my office because it was connected to a USB-C cable and i didn't bring that with me so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a bonus, I would say. <laughs> uh, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, the the dual screen case that comes with the LG or the accessory that you can also purchase if it didn't buy it with the phone comes with a magnetic plug pogo pin, kind of like MagSafe a little bit uh, that connects oh, yeah, to the bottom bit, of the huh? case. Uh, magnetically uh, because the case itself plugs into the phone's USB-C port in order to power um, the display that secondary display that's on the yeah. case uh, so I mean they could have made the case a little bit chunkier and protrude a little bit more so that they could put another USB-C port on the outside uh, but that would have just made it bigger, right? So in order to keep the profile of the case as slim as possible, even though it's still really chunky, there's a magnetic connection that gives you kind of a MagSafe uh, little piece that connects to a USB-C port. I don't know. Yeah. It's The first time I took it out of the box, I was like, what is this? Like, is this an extra thing? Like... Because it's the it, it data kinda, transfer tool. <laughs> well, it kind of it kind of looks like the the pin uh, the USB C pin on the inside of the case. So I thought I was like, oh, this is a replacement if that one breaks off. And then I was like, oh no, it's the it's the connector for the outside. So. Hmm. Um, well, I yeah, mean, I speaking know. of replacements, I was worried that um, so someone in my comments actually said that replacements for it would be uh, five dollars. So that one little pogo thing. Mm -hmm. The little connector. I guess five dollars is okay, but it's nice that you can replace it. Is all I'm saying. If it was Apple, it would be thirty. <laughs> right? Don't 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 they charge thirty bucks for their headphone dongle? Well, on the or on 25? the uh, something like that. Yeah, it was. I don't remember what the price was, but it definitely wasn't five dollars. You're right. Um, but yeah, like on the topic of headphone jacks or headphone dongles and whatnot. At least you can still connect headphones, but your you do your get connector a headphone has jack. Yeah, but if you have it in the case, hopefully your headphone jack is 
actually long one. enough to reach down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't have any of the ones that the the jacks, not the jack, but the the connector on the outside curves. Um, yeah. Unless it, it's a little tough. So, yeah. So that's I, one. Of, I that's going to be one of the Vimoda. biggest things. Oh, I have the Vimoda headphones. Yeah. Then they and they curve, and I tried to plug it in, and it was like, nope, nope, nope. I had the I had the unplug the cable and plug it in the opposite way since the Vimoda has the the cable that disconnects from the headphones. Yeah, but. I'm sli- I'm slightly worried about that because like obviously the quad deck is everyone's going to be very excited about. I know I am. Um, thanks to our good friend Thunder E, I actually have a few pairs of headphones of his that um, I asked him like I need a baseline for high fidelity audio like what should i be looking for when i listen to headphones and he sent me a couple he's like these are going to be the ones that you want to try out first and then find what you like after so i have a couple of really high quality headphones that i'm looking forward to plugging into this thing it's always been a good time the quad deck like it's you know you have to you have to be part of a high quality streaming service um i don't know how many people out there are actually on title but <laughs> i'm on amazon music so yeah i mean you have to you have to have good audio in order to enjoy it, but I think there's enough mm-hmm. people out there uh, that are in that camp that have been LG faithful for the last couple of years because LG's really been pushing on that boundary. If, if you're an audiophile and you're looking for a smartphone that's going to deliver the best audio experience, this is probably it. Yeah. Personally, if you're an audiophile and you haven't bought you know, Sony's mp3 player that runs android honestly that's the one you should buy instead of this because that thing's freaking amazing i forget the name of the, the one that they just released this past year well, at it's, it's definitely not it's definitely not walkman right <laughs> no i think there no i think it was they, really oh yeah and i think oh man now i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole here but um, <laughs> go for it. If you're if you're looking for audio, like that's that's probably the way to go. But I mean, if you're looking for a combo with a smartphone, uh, this is probably the best option that's out there. Yeah, and LG's LG's been doing a great job with that. They're the only ones who actually put that sort of that amount of time in to make sure that their phones still have it. That's one of the reasons why this phone is still so big. Is because five thousand milliamp hour battery, despite having um, uh, despite having a display that okay. Granted, some people out there are saying it's a full HD display, 60 hertz. That's going to mean that the 5,000 milliamp hour battery is going to last forever. I agree with that. Sure. I, I, I'm i used to fast refresh rates now. Uh, it just makes the phone feel a little bit more futuristic. Not going to be the case here, but then again, in the dual screen case, it's 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 sort of the trade-off here. Um, but yeah, like all of those specs combined make this phone thick. This is a, this is a thick boy. This is two Cs right here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think the main thing is the battery. Like, this feels like the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Like, it is that heavy, and both it's of It's like those an devices... S10 Ultra. <laughs> True. But, I mean, from <laughs> from the size of the battery that's inside of here, that's that's the main thing driving the heft of the device is that massive mm-hmm. battery that's that's inside the phone. Um, yeah, when I, I, I picked, I used it, you know, after the launch event... Uh, a couple weeks ago and I was like oh this is heavy but I I didn't have another device there to compare it with because I don't you know my my daily driver is a pixel so everything seems extremely large compared to the pixel but even this compared to the galaxy s20 plus uh it's a beast I mean (laughs) it's a it's a large device and you know the 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 size of the display is 5.7 
on the S20 Plus versus 5.8 on the LG V60. But because the V60 doesn't have edge-to-edge display like Samsung's phone does, the body is substantially wider and taller. Yeah, there's, just there's def- the more bezels on the on the sides. Yeah, more and bezels. I'm not, I'm not, and if you're I'm not, if you're used to any of the other displays right now, like, I guess the best way to put it is it has a bezel. <laughs> like that's really yeah. it. Well, and honestly, I'm not hating on bezels. I think bezels serve a purpose. You get a lot yeah. fewer accidental touches along the edges of the screen, which is really nice. Uh, but when you're looking at trying to get a large display into a phone without increasing the footprint dramatically, uh, it's definitely noticeable when the bezels are this large. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, so you, uh, between the two of us, you're the one who has actually used the camera a little bit more. You did talk a little bit about it before we got onto this call. Um, any quick takes on the camera so far my, my number one concern uh and anybody who watches my content knows that it is indeed concerns for me um my one concern is really just the front-facing camera like i i've never really had a stellar time with lg front-facing cameras um this one's a 10 megapixel shooter not to say that megapixel counts or everything but you know you hear 10 and you think to yourself eh, you know it may it may be okay uh but how has the camera experience been for for you thus far so far, it's been good. I Yesterday, I finished up, um, well, yesterday and today, I was doing a camera comparison against the Pixel 4. So going out, taking side-by-side images with the Pixel 4, and um, uh, like in daylight, it turns out really good, the, the front-facing camera as well. And I would say it's probably, I, I don't know which sensor LG is using, I haven't gone into that too deeply yet but i it looks to be on par with the galaxy s10 or the galaxy s20 uh that same 10 megapixel sensor but it it doesn't perform as well as the pixel 4's front-facing camera and a lot of that Mm. we know comes down to google's image image processing Uh, but just looking at images side by side especially in low light conditions google's pixel 4 comes out on top in the majority of the instances Uh, but um, for video though it does really good for its front-facing video Uh, it can record 4k at 60 frames per second which yep um, compared to the pixel 4 that can only do 1080p at 30. So there's mm-hmm. a dramatic increase, um, and it, the video is a little bit darker because you are pushing that higher frame rate, uh, but you get, you get so much more detail out of it than what you get out of Google's device. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I did notice just looking through the camera right now as far as the front-facing camera is concerned, no night mode for the front, huh? Doesn't look like there no is. No what? No night mode. For the front-facing camera. No, there's no night mode for the front-facing camera or the ultra-wide. Oh, not for the ultra-wide either? Oh, that's Yeah, a, so I, a I was out last night taking pictures, and I was trying to do night mode on all all the cameras, and there's no night mode. Night mode is only available on the main 64-megapixel camera. Uh, also, uh, this can record 8K video, but 8K is limited only to the 64-megapixel. The ultra-wide can't do yeah. 8K. And the ultra wide can't do 4K at 60 frames per second, only 4K at 30. Mm. I mean, these are things that I've noticed on other phones as well. So not too much of a surprise. Um, But yeah, so 
I'm looking forward to actually shooting with it, but I got to figure out where I could actually go. Like that's the biggest problem right now. Um, it Just seems go that- to your backyard. Just go to the living room, record <laughs> your parents, go to your backyard. No, so I went out last night and there's an area about a mile away from me that's like this little intersection neighborhood with shops and restaurants and things, but everything was shut down. But that's typically where I go for my nighttime shots. And it was pretty much deserted. There was a couple people walking down the street that lived in the neighborhood uh, but I was, you know, the only person out there typically, like there's also like a neighborhood movie theater there that, you know, shows, um, have, has movies typically coming out, uh, the time that I'm out there taking photos and I usually get pictures of people walking down the street, but there was, the movie theater was shut down and everything. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. oh, well, but yeah, usually my I daytime think... shots, I'm doing that just around the house in the backyard and stuff just because I, I have a big backyard, but, um, there's. There's nowhere to go where it's going to be more exciting for me. It's it's Cleveland and it's early spring, so everything's drab and dreary. Oh, well, one of my one of my go to spots nearby, hopefully, well, not hopefully, I know it is still open. Um, it's the Arboretum, and the reason why it's still open is because it's an outdoor area. So, kind of want to just go there. You're gonna get a people are probably gonna get a video of just like every flower at the <laughs> at the Arboretum. <laughs> Um, so here's a purple one. Here's a yellow one. Here's a red one. But yeah, I've done videos out there before, so I'll probably just go back as long as they're still open. Um, last thing I wanted to touch upon when it came to the LG V60, um, obviously there are a lot of things to like about it. There might be a few concerns, but one of the biggest highlights about it is its price. Like the phone is on sale today and with, even with this accessory, this whole other screen that you're putting onto this phone, it's under a thousand bucks. And that is a great prospect. That's pretty awesome. But one other thing I wanted to put out there, is this not one of the cheapest 5G phones you can get right now? Uh, I would have to rack my brain to figure that out, but probably, yeah. Especially, yeah. So I will tell you this. It's the cheapest phone right now with a Snapdragon 865 processor by That's a good far. Point. So mm-hmm. on, by itself, if you're <laughs> able to f- buy the phone on its own without the case, it's $800, which makes it $200 less than the Galaxy S20, yep. let alone $400 less than the S20 Plus and $600 less than the Ultra. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it yes, it doesn't have all the same specs and features. You're only getting 8 gigabytes of RAM versus 12 on Samsung's lineup. But, you know, we can go back and forth all day as to whether you really need 12 gigs of RAM. Uh, like, it's nice to have, but is it really worth that extra money um yeah but like if i was reckon like i'm i've only had this phone for 24 hours now and probably the same for you right but mm-hmm. i would recommend this phone to anybody who's looking for a flagship tier device but really doesn't care about having the best of the best yeah like they, they, or they even want to them- they don't have to be overachievers because like this is when you compare this to its main analog, which would probably be the Galaxy S20 or the S20 Plus, um, then you are getting similar experiences for less of less money. But if you were mm-hmm. to compare it to like the biggest flagships, which is I think a lot of people are going to end up doing intrinsically this against the Galaxy S20 Ultra, like let's put it this way. Are you going to pay 600 extra dollars for 100 times zoom? Like that's... No. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like this has this this has a 64 megapixel camera and they don't have a telephoto sensor on the back. But yeah. LG is kind of LG is doing what 
you know, essentially Google did with the Pixel 4 saying, well, we took our 2x zoom and we can go all the way up to 8 and it produces really good results. So they have that 64 megapixel sensor and within the settings you can jump to 2, 4, and 8, 8x zooms and it gives you really good shots uh, at that. And I have some, in my camera comparison with the Pixel 4, doing 2x zoom on the Pixel 4 which has a dedicated sensor and lens for that versus the LG V8, V60. Uh, honestly, I think the LG V60 comes out ahead with its 64 megapixel sensor. Okay. Like the, the, at, at two X zoom. Um, and I, I, I still have to do some more tests to, you know, maybe take it up to eight X zoom to see what it's like, but I'm going to be putting it up against the Samsung galaxy S 20 plus, uh, which has the three X zoom and see, you know, how it fares, you know, zoom versus no zoom, you know, yes, it's, it's a digital crop, but that sensor seems really good if lighting conditions aren't, you know, subpar. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, plenty more to come. Um, I know that in my case, I'm probably going to focus mostly on the gaming experience. I mean, LG gamepad, super fun to use. Um, so I'll be, I'll probably be focusing more on that, but you know, as far as cameras concerned, we'll see more coming from you guys over here at pocket. Now myself on my channel and whatnot, we're going to do one last break before we do our last few minutes of the show. Nick gray, what is in your pocket now? In my pocket now uh, is, nobody can see this right now, I'm holding up a little circle, little headphones by Huawei, the Huawei FreeBuds 3, mm. but they made their debut last year at IFA. I think so, And yeah. um, we, we were able to get them for review uh, right after CES this year, and honestly, like, I've, I've used quite a few uh, Bluetooth earbuds, uh, true wireless Bluetooth earbuds this past year. And these aren't the best when it comes to audio. They're not the best when they come to, to battery life, but the ease of use that they deliver is phenomenal. Uh, in my review, I, I literally made the comparison to Apple's AirPods because it's kind of that same experience. Like you just use them you forget about, you know, having to turn them on or pair them. You pull them out of the case. You put them in your ears. They're already on. Um, put them back in. They charge up. I only need, um, I don't know, like be in the case about 15, 20 minutes for, you know, an hour and a half to two hour charge. And I charge the case, you know, maybe once or twice a week. And nice. it's a great experience that you don't have to think about. You don't have to fuss over them. And they're comfortable enough that you can wear them for hours on end. Uh, you can take them for, they have a better seal than Apple's AirPods. Um, a little bit more expensive than standard AirPods, but they do have active noise cancellation. So they're priced right between the AirPods and the AirPods Pro. Uh, but they do have the noise cancellation, which is nice. So I have I have a question about that because I haven't been able to use the FreeBuds. It's one of the few um, high-profile, I'll say, truly wireless earbuds that I haven't been able to test. Don't don't they have? It's not the silicone seal, right? It's more of the harder open um, open air type that the original AirPods were. Yeah, so it has it has an open seal, uh, which you can go online on Amazon and find the little rubber tips for these to make it a little bit of more of a seal. Uh, but even with that, the mm. the noise cancellation seems to work pretty well. Like I was putting these through. That was going to be my test. question. Yeah, 
uh, right next to the Sony's, the the true wireless Sony's. I forget Sony's naming mechanisms or is yeah the WF yeah the WF the WF whatever (laughs) uh, one thousand something. Um, mm-hmm. which I really love. Those have impeccable sound. Like the, the sound quality out of those things is amazing. But the fit and finish of these is so much nicer simply because they're, they're lighter and they put a lot less stress on your ears. And the noise cancellation on the Sonys is still better, but I prefer wearing these for longer periods of time. Gotcha. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Nick, uh, you have the floor. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find me um, social distancing myself uh, at Nick M. Gray <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, or else you can follow all of my work on fandroid.com or youtube.com slash fandroid. All right. Awesome. And with that, I'll go ahead and roll the outro. And if you want to follow me, your host, you can follow me at JVTechT across all social media. You know me, I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. You can also head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it, youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara, where I plan on having my own content on all of the devices that are coming out pretty much alongside Pocket Now, who you can follow across all social media at Pocket Now. If you haven't subscribed to the Pocket Now YouTube channel, consider doing so now at youtube.com slash Pocket Now. This is all content that you would be able to enjoy and have in the background while you're figuring out your life working from home at the moment. Uh, I know that this whole lifestyle change is very different for all of us, so hopefully everybody is staying safe and staying sane and healthy in general throughout this time. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. You might notice that there's some music now to the podcast, and I wanted to find music that fit the intro, outro, and also the interludes for our ad breaks and just our general breaks. You'll probably get a kick out of this. The music is done by an artist called Pinevolk, and the album is called Cell Division Music for Smartphones. The music for the intro and outro is called Smartphone, and the song for the interludes is called App Store. All of these songs can be found at staviosphere.bandcamp.com. Links are in the show notes. And with all of that said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Thanks for spending some time with us, and we will see you in our next episode.